You know Will Purdue, former Chicago Bull analyst for NBC Sports Chicago. I liked the yellow tie and the yellow scarf you were wearing when I saw you on TV the other night, Will. And we must applaud you because when we hit you up for, you know, who you were choosing when it came to NCAA March Madness, my gosh. You, you Do you bet on these games? Because you could be in the money already. Uh, I'm not... I kind of have a type A personality, so I've tried to stay away from gambling because I, you know, I, I would have a tendency to think like you that, hey, I can figure this out. <laughs> and you can. I consistently <laughs> remind myself that Vegas was not built on winners. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? But you really had to be excited about SDSU. You called it right here a week ago, and I don't think many people predicted they'd be in the Final Four. No, I don't think anybody did, quite honestly. It's just, you know, and listen, I, for full transparency for all the listeners, I was very fortunate to see them play. You know, one of the things that I don't know as I approach the NCAA tournament is, A, what location will I be working, and B, what teams will be there. We get those teams Sunday night just like everybody else, and then I got I got to cram like I'm studying for a final exam to learn about some of these teams that I may or may not have seen at all, but we have um, a way to go and, and watch these games. So I'm watching games day and night preparing for the tournament. But once you see teams in person is when you get a really good feel. I know we're in the age of analytics and, you know, statistics, but there's still this thing called. Oh, oh technology, this thing called technology. <laughs> Technology fails, always will. <laughs> and the phone goes boing. And I know a lot of you a lot of you have recognized that we've dropped a few calls. Um that is not an internal problem like most we deal with uh companies that many of you deal with. So Will is coming back. Just give us a second here. Big game tonight, right, Kevin? Uh, it is, yeah, just seven games remaining for the Bulls. Uh, they do have that final spot in the play-in tournament, but you'd love to see them make their way up the standings into that eighth seed maybe. They're a game and a half back of Atlanta, who currently has the eighth spot. Toronto uh, also a game and a half ahead with the with the nine spot. So hopefully they can put a real strong run together over the final seven games. They've played much better as of late. They are coming off a loss, but they've won seven of ten. So, uh, And they do have a game-and-a-half cushion over Washington for that final spot. It's Hoops Talk with Will Purdue, sponsored by Calamos Investments. You're back. <laughs> yes, I'm back. So basically what I was saying was is there's still this thing called the eye test. And I was very fortunate to see San Diego State play. And again, now they have Florida Atlantic. And I just don't think Florida Atlantic in this week of preparation can simulate how physical – and how aggressive that San Diego State plays. You know, I I read something this week that's kind of summed it up. If San Diego State is allowed to play this game on their terms, and their terms being what I just described, and so far the first two weekends they've been able to play on their terms, they will continue to win games. I think they're better than Florida Atlantic, and the biggest stat is opponents are only averaging 56.6 points per game in the tournament. And their opponents are only shooting 17% from behind the arc. And that is just, you can't, uh, and it's hard to, to explain to people just how good their defense is. Well, I realize every, just about every, uh, you know, 
towards the end of the bracket each year, we all kind of say, wow, this has been one crazy tournament. But this really has been one wild one where we don't have a one seed in the Final Four for the first time in 12 years. It's the first time we don't have a one, two, or three seed in the Final Four since the modern-day seeding uh, was put into place. It has been crazy, but it, can you put into perspective what this tournament has been like compared to, to other ones where we've seen big upsets, but to see a Final Four where it's a four seed, two fives, and a nine, we don't see this happen, Will. No, we don't. And as you mentioned, um, you know, we haven't had a one, two, or three seed uh, not make the Final Four since you talked about since it started in 1979. So that just tells you how odd this really is for this to happen. But I think what you're seeing here is, though, is, is this, this is what, you know, the transfer portal is creating. This is what the COVID year of, of kids getting, you know, five years to play. There's a lot of movement. And I think that what it's showing is, is that the transfer portal works if you as a coach and a staff understand how to pick the proper players into what it is you do. It's not just about picking the best players, but players that can fit into your system and pl- players that can help you win. You know, listen, it'll be interesting to see, Kevin, in the situation. People say they love upsets. People love when, you know, um, you know Goliath goes down and Cinderella's make it as far as possible. So we'll, we'll be, I'll be interested to see what the ratings are this weekend because this has happened. So are people still as interested in Florida Atlantic and San Diego State, even though they don't know much about them, as well as Miami and UConn because you have no Dukes or Michigan States or Kentuckys or, you know, Carolinas, uh, UCLAs, whatever it may be. So I'm anxious to see, you know, next week when we talk what the ratings are compared to years past. Uh, all right, our Bulls will playing better as of late. They are coming off a loss to the Clippers on Monday. They host the Lakers again tonight, a team they beat by 10 on a Sunday, which was really one of their better performances, I think, of the season. Levine dropped in 32. It was, it was a good win for the Bulls against the Lakers on Sunday. Seven games to go. They're currently in the final spot of that play-in tournament. I, I'd love to see them find a way to move up in the standings before the playoffs actually begin, Will. But, but much better as, as of late. Seven of 10 have been victories. Yeah, and I think that, you know, we can just say, okay, they're going to be in the play-in tournament. I think they're two and a half, three games ahead of, uh, I think it's the Pacers and the Wizards. So I don't think they're going to fall that far. You know, I think that they're going to still, they're going to stay. But the question is, you know, we got a really big game next week against Atlanta, which happens to be next Wednesday. So we'll have the opportunity to talk about that uh, as that approaches uh, on that day. But, because they lost that game against the Clippers, I think it's it's vital that they win tonight. You know, I came up with a theory, and it's just a theory, but when there were 12 games to go and they were playing the Sixers for the first time, the Atlanta Hawks, who were in the eighth seed, which is where I think they really need to push to get to, were playing 500. So over their last 10 games, guess what? They're 500, 5-5. Five so I said if the Bulls can go 8-4, and four, that makes them 41-41. and 41. You assume, and we all know what happens when you assume, but just for this instance, you assume that the Hawks are going to be 41-41, and 41, still in eighth place. If the Bulls continue to play and, and go 8-4, and four, meaning they go 2-1 and one out of every three-game pod, 
then they have to win next Wednesday against Atlanta. That gives them the tiebreaker. And at the end of the season, when they're tied with Atlanta, they get the eighth seed and the Hawks move back to the ninth seed. But I agree with you guys. I'd like to see them get up to the eighth seed because even if they have a bad day and lose, they still would then have the luxury of playing the winner of the 9-10 game and not be you know booted in case they're in the 9-10 game and you lose, the season's over. How much better do you feel about this team today than you did two months ago? Um, I feel much, much, much better. I mean, I know you and I have had some conversations, well, Kevin, in regards to, you know, just we weren't sure which direction this team was going. You know, listen, there's still a lot of things that have to be addressed, but I think Billy, you know, mentioned it after the Laker game in regards to how this team, as of late, has started to handle adversity better. And they've responded when their opponents have gone on, you know, big runs. We went through that period where they just constantly had big leads but just couldn't maintain them. And you could see the snowball going downhill as the team started to, you know, build some confidence. But now they've kind of seemed like they've found some answers, but yet they still got to find way to win some, you know, really important games coming up. And the biggest thing we talked about, Lisa, is technically all these games moving forward, these last eight games, they're playoff games. The Bulls are already in playoff mode, and they have to approach every game that way. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us, Will. Hey, Lisa, I, had, I, want, I wanted to close it by saying one thing. I was listening to you earlier, and first of all, I want to say thank you to all our vets, regardless of what war they participated in, and because of them, we are where we are now. But I also know that your job is because of sometimes what is said – was not the intent of a conversation, but as you've talked about, you allow people to, you know, express themselves and voice their opinion. It may not be what we all agree with, but I think you do a great job of just kind of walking that fine line of, uh, you know, what makes you so good at what you do on a daily basis. Oh, Will, thank you so much. Thank you. That is uh, Will Purdue, Hoops Talk, and a little bit more, sponsored by Calamos Investments.